What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? This is a brand new sub-series we're doing. This is Rugby for Dummies, an education on a gentleman's game. I'm joined by Jason Chuck, Humber College's most decorative rugby player of all time. He helps me break down the lovely gentleman game, gentleman's game of rugby. This episode is just a light introduction to the game, maybe some comparison to other sports you might play, but what we're trying to do is introduce to you, the Nana Nation, the great game of rugby. Chuck, Mr. Chuck himself does a great job breaking down as a light intro to this. This may be a four or five part series. We're going to have a second episode of this in the background, or more about the background of Mr. Jason Chuck. Mr. DJ Jason Chuck to you. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for tuning in and downloading this episode. We're also sorry it's a day late. With that being said, I want to thank the great people at 2020 Print Media for helping me create the Not After 30 Tukes, Beanies, and Hipster Beanies. The Hipster Beanies sold out way too quick. We're going to get a second dose of those coming shortly. We're going to have um, the light blue and as well as the dark charcoal gray. We still have the traditional toque and the traditional beanie available. We're going to keep going, probably about 10 bucks. Keep those going. Send me a DM with your demands. If you want to get a hold of great people at 2020 Print Media, 905-609-7979 or try them at email, 2020printmedia at gmail.com. And of course, I cannot mention the good people that help sponsor this show that bring it to your beautiful ear holes without mentioning the fantastic people at Superior Finish Painting Company. Superior Finish Painting. They paint your shit. 289-979-9000. The power of the thunder and the lightning. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to me ramble through this. Again, this is Rugby for Dummies from the Not After 30 podcast. Thank you and enjoy the show. You know what? Maybe you'll have some new fans after that. What do you think? I hope so. <laughs> All right. All right. So it's tradition on the podcast that we do. We start every podcast with one thing. Okay. It's a cheers. 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 This is the Not After 30 podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the After 30 podcast? My name's Anthony, and we have a special presentation. This is episode one of Rugby for Dummies, a guide to the gentleman's game. That might not be the title. That's a working title. I think it was, so, yeah, so about, yeah, the uh, intro to a gentleman's game, something yes. like that. The education of a gentleman's game. Exactly. With me across the table. A gentleman. Yes, a gentleman himself. <laughs> uh, first time to the Billy Shears podcast studio. Jason Chuck, say what's up to the Nana Nation. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Hope everyone's tuned in. Yes. Jason will be our go-to guy on our exploration of the sport of rugby. Uh, I'm very excited. He is a friend of Miss Six, and any friend of Miss Six is a friend of mine and, of course, the podcast. So welcome. Hopefully we don't scare you off too much. Hey, man, I'm here. All right. Appreciate it. 
Okay, so where do we start with a game of rugby? Because I feel like it's, it's one of the older games. And is there something that is there a jump off point that we should be at? Well, the first jump off point I think that I'll kind of touch on is the simple fact that when people hear rugby from what they've seen, they just automatically assume that you have to be psychotic to play. Right. It seems like <laughs> it seems like you should. Like I feel like that's a, that's a pretty good notion. Exactly. Right. But what they really don't understand is rugby is actually a game of avoiding contact. As, as funny as that sounds, right. as messed up as that sounds, it's actually a game of avoiding contact. Because okay. you really don't want to get tackled. Right. Right? It's only if you're on the defense, but like you're trying not to get tackled. Yeah. You go look at football, like no matter what, as much as you have a running back or wide receivers that are just trying to score a touchdown, it's like you're still going to have opposition that are that are blocking, that mm-hmm. are on purpose trying to hit. But for rugby, it's like you're 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 trying to avoid all contact if, if possible. Right. You know what I mean? So the good thing is, is like... Um, it's like you know people think that it's very dangerous in that end but it's a little bit more controlled than your your other contact sports okay um are you able to give us maybe like a brief history or maybe i know here's what i'll first i'll explain to you what exactly i know about rugby and we'll go from there i know there's two different types of rugby yeah Football, American football, which I will always refer to at this point as American football, yeah. uh, is a take of rugby, and rugby is kind of take of soccer. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a mix between because you can use your feet obviously right. as well. Yeah. So, um, you you play union, union, right? Yeah. So there's union, and then there is league. Yes. Now, the point of this whole series is to kind of get. The people that listen to this podcast are a little bit more familiar with rugby because uh, the dawning of the brand new Toronto Wolfpack will be starting in the early spring. They play league football. They play league, league yeah. rug- rugby. Yeah. Okay. And is rug in between the two? What is most commonly played? Uh, rugby league is, or sorry, rugby union is a little bit more known. Okay. Um, at the same time, there's also another league. There's sevens, right? right? So that's the one that took the Olympic circuit now. Okay. Right. Um, that made it to the Olympics, but um, yeah. So ideally, union is more popular, but you're gonna see. I feel like you're gonna see on a world scale, sevens take off more just because of the Olympic factor. And is it is that is sevens a more? Is it a quicker game because it feels more open? Sevens only mean it's seven on each side, right? Exactly, seven okay. on seven. The, the the good thing about sevens is it's like you're taking your seven like fastest slash strongest slash most agile players and putting them against another team seven exactly the same you know what i mean okay and it's a, it's a much faster game it's a little bit easier to understand just because of uh less players there's it's very it's simplified as opposed to the rules of the other two right you know what i mean so it's a little bit easier to follow okay and the what is the def or what is the difference between League and Union. Okay, so League and Union, I'll kind of just kind of give you a debrief of both. Yes, please. um, I know for League, I'm not as, you know, tight with uh, League as I could be. Okay. But uh, with League, I know that it's 13 players on the field. Okay. Um, You're basically, you have six possessions to basically attack with the ball. And at your sixth possession, like if you don't convert it or if you don't score off your six, then you have to turn over the ball so ideally what happens is like the team with the ball in their sixth possession might put their foot on it because once you kick it right it doesn't necessarily have to um 
doesn't necessarily have to be caught by the other team, but if as soon as you kind of put your foot on the ball kind of thing and, like, you kick it down the field, then it's kind of fair game. If you get the ball back, then you have a, another six possession to start. Okay, so and, and most comparable to American football where there's four downs for Exactly, okay, gotcha. exactly. Okay. And it's kind of like, I look at league as more like, you remember Red Rover as a kid? Yeah, of course. So <laughs> it's kind of like... Um, like you would get tackled and then like they get up and the defense backs up about I, I don't know if it's five or ten yards and then as soon as the ball moves again they all come up as a line and it's like you're just trying to find that hole but it's kind of like it resets every time okay. after each play okay. right till your six plays are up okay you know what I mean right on and do they play in halves or quarters or so for both of them for union and for league they're both um two 40 minute halves okay right it's an 80 minute full game like for, soccer exactly okay. with a 15 minute halftime um the scoring difference is for league it's like if you were to score like before the six possessions you're scoring you're getting a four you're getting four points for the score okay and the convert on the kick would be two points okay right but for union if you score it's five points and the convert is two to make seven okay yeah so it's a six and seven as a scoring charge gotcha deal. okay yeah. But you have all, sorry, just to say, like you have more players with Union than you do with League. So League, you have the 13 players on the field. Right. Union's 15. Okay. Yeah. And now, is that just, um, are those positional players or or more like the runners? Is that the correct term? Who are the the fast guys and there's the strong guys? So you have your forwards and your backs. Oh, forwards, that's right. Yeah, so forwards are going to be like your big brunt want contact look for contact backs are going to be the more finesse players right. the speedsters the ones that are trying to ideally they're the ones that score more than the forwards would okay right on and then uh, and then on the union side how many possessions are allowed so for union it's continuous oh okay. so you could literally for 40 minutes of a half play with the ball with the one side wow. it's now i don't think it's ever really ever been done okay but because there's obviously penalties and like you know like if you were really playing that way then there would be some sort of gain with the ball or okay. you'd be getting pushed back to the point where you know you might feel under pressure and have to kick the ball away it all really depends on where you are on the field and stuff okay and then what about um what about interceptions or anything along that line like that would that be the only time a play would be well ideally it's like it's, it's all open play, so technically it's like a tackle could be made and the other team could steal the ball and there's no whistle, there's no nothing. It would continue to be played. It's really only for infringements, okay. like offsides, penalties, anything of the sort. Okay. Where, like, say, for instance, because remember, like, for both sports, the ball has to be passed backwards laterally. Right. Right? So it's like if you were to make a forward pass, right, or somebody made a pass to you and then it, like, dropped off, you hit your hands and moved forward at all, yeah. and then you re-picked up the ball, then that would be a penalty. Right, right, okay. Where so, they would stop it, and then they would give a, a scrum, as they call it, mm-hmm. for the opposing team, where okay. they would have an advantage, but it would still be competitive. Okay. Um, now, the two league, like, when it comes to league or union, mm-hmm. with, okay, so union would still be a league, though, right? So or, Yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's, just, uh, it's just a term of what they call it. Okay, so when it comes to league versus union, is there at any point do they uh, cross over? Uh, I mean... You'll find that like players that that play that play union and play union for a while will experiment into league and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like there's very well at the highest level. You're gonna find that obviously it's like you either play league or you play the union, and even even same with sevens. Like if you go into like the bigger countries like New Zealand and. Um, like Australia, South Africa, like a lot of those countries, it's like they have their sevens guys that's trained strictly for sevens, and then they have their fifteens. But for us, it's like with Canada, obviously being smaller country, not as big, and only having X amount of athletes that are really 
that talented mm-hmm. into rugby, it's like you're gonna have a lot of your crossovers for sevens and fifteens. Okay. But not not as much for league. For us, at least for Canada, like our league is not at least like the the team that we'll put out for league competition just to kind of cross over and play some games. It's always going to be a bunch of guys that not necessarily playing for our national union team because that's a little bit bigger okay. right now. But it'll be guys that are that could crack like the provincials and stuff like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, uh, I want to get into Canada's role when it comes to rugby. I, I, I'm going to hold off on that because I still want to go over some of the ground rules a little bit too, yeah, and maybe sure. even some parallels uh, from other sports like mm-hmm. of the way that it. The halves work very similar to soccer. Uh, the possession seems a lot like football. Yeah. Um, is there any other comparisons? Like, uh, does it run in? Um, I guess maybe like innings or anything. Like that. I guess positions would or, um, possessions would be that. But is there anything else that any parallels you see with maybe American football to rugby, or is there or is there any other parallels? Well, I would say to um, to rugby league football, obviously, just because of the downs yeah. and stuff like that, but realistically the differences that you're going to find is obviously it's like if you're playing fo- american football like if you're a running back you're not playing linebacker right you know what i mean if you're a d-line you're not playing o-line and, and vice versa so you're kind of on one side of the ball yeah but it's like the the big difference which is kind of why i really love rugby is the fact that you play both sides of the ball mm-hmm. and it's like you don't have a wide receiver that's never ever getting hit by a lineman or a lineman that never gets attempt like you know like it's kind of like you get the opportunity to play offense right carry the ball play defense you have to be a more all-around player exactly right and then when it comes to like the tackling and stuff like that too like it's as much as like i like i said before like people think that it's a very dangerous sport as opposed just because of the lack of equipment it's uh it's actually a lot more controlled yeah because you're not gonna torpedo dive head first at somebody's legs and no head-to-head contact exactly right like it's actually wrapped in form and it's it's a beautiful thing because it's kind of like you have to like want to take that person down, and you have to literally do it the right way. And let, well, let's get into that then, because the uh, art of the tackle in rugby is much different than in comparison to other sports like body checking, hockey, and yeah. tackling in football, um, American football, excuse me. But so let so the art is you can only tackle from the waist down. Yes, but for league, actually, it's more. Um, that's another place where they have a lot more similarities with um, American football and even hockey, to be honest, because hockey is like the one sport where your cross-checking is ideally like the go-to thing for a contact. Okay, yeah. At least, right? So for league, like, it's not as much rap as what union would be. Union, okay. you'll get penalized if you're if you don't show an attempt to rap in the tackle, or if you're hitting like anywhere pretty much above the uh, like the breastbone. Okay, right. So, so just to clarify, a rap is when you, when you're coming up, up, up on, a, on a tackle, you're wrapping your arms around the yes. other player. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So either even if it's like um, where you're driving them back, or it's the other way around where they're kind of coming straight through you but yeah. you're wrapping them to take them down that's all fine as long as you don't technically dump them where you're picking their legs up in the almost air like suplexing a guy exactly. or a gotcha okay it's well, very, that's very yeah it's very it's very borderline because it's just a safety hazard for the neck like you yeah. can't be driving someone's neck down with their legs up fair enough makes sense mm-hmm. and, and maybe and that's really where i guess the the rules of being a gentleman are really are enforced too yeah that's I like that idea too, where you're like where football. It seems like they're going out to kill each other, yeah. and rugby. It's more like um, just part of the play, like a body check would be in hockey. 
Yeah. Well, we still, you know, during the game, think to kill each other. Yeah, there's a little bit of nudging, I guess, yeah. too, right? There's, there's been a lot of those instances. Now, My team's a little reckless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, actually, that's another thing I want to get into, too, is, is, is you're currently a current player right now, not just a fan of the game, but also a player. Mm-hmm. I want to get into that at some point, too. you got a, a fair amount of bling on, too, that I need to talk about. <laughs> We're going to have to take some photos of that, too, and post that on the Facebook page. But um, let's keep talking about um, the similarities, because I find it very interesting. Uh when we're talking about uh, a world stage, okay, we got, the Olympics is one thing, but uh, New Zealand, Australia, and who are some of the other bigger powerhouses when it comes uh, to South Africa. South Africa. They're like the tri-nations. So those three, with at least with Union, like those three are like the big the big shows. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I know for a league, I know that it's more dominant in England. It's England that kind of runs the like rugby league stuff right. for the most part yeah. but for union it's a little bit broader like you have a lot of, a little bit more of the southern hemisphere and stuff like that that are more involved and, and I, I gotta imagine it was the english who have kind of brought this around the world mm-hmm. okay so stuff like Australia, like, a, like the all blacks right like everyone is like afraid of the all blacks like they just seem to be like a force you're giving it's, me it's like the haka it's the haka yeah it has I'm, to be right i actually watched the rugby movie last night and i was like actually got like shivers when like, really buddy went and did the haka in the change room i think it's called mercenaries like it's a new one the netflix a netflix original okay yeah definitely something to check out but okay so that's a rugby movie uh yeah well it's 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 more so it's it's a rugby based movie but i think it's more based on obviously that individual struggles to kind of come out of where he came out of okay and stuff like that's more like a life inspiring story so very cool yeah definitely something to check out though yeah that, that sounds like so and and that is all union style uh for that he was yeah. playing he was playing union, okay yes. and and sorry I, you might have said it already but is union more dominantly played in the world yes okay and also in the yes. olympics but that's sevens no seven sevens is so sevens is like its own sport of rugby in a sense so it's okay. kind of like you would take rugby union you'd have rugby league and then you have rugby sevens gotcha okay. which rugby sevens is actually i think gonna be the the type of rugby that really kind of really kind of expands the game okay like just all over the world because right now it's like if you were to go to like an island like i'm part jamaican right so it's like you go to jamaica there's a jamaican sevens team they have a union 15s team but it's not as big right you got to think like also traveling it's like if you're going to travel and say jamaica wants to go play barbados or trinidad's team or something like that it's a lot easier to travel with a sevens team than a 15 that makes sense yeah i mean just less guys and easier for funding and it's it's just one of those things where it's just more tournaments even because you got to look at it this way like if you had a 15s team and it's like you went to go play another 15s team from an island it's like okay you're gonna basically bash heads for 80 minutes and then you you can't play for technically almost i think the regulation is a week oh when it comes to actual union play that you're oh. not supposed to play like at least for high level stuff it's yeah. like within a week's time oh okay that, right? that's a really good rule to have yeah just because like you got to think about the uh, I could be wrong. I, I want to say it's a week, but something in the back of my head is telling me it's a couple of days. But it all depends on, I guess, the competition level and stuff like that, yeah, too, yeah. right? For sevens, it's it's growing really well because of the fact of you have, say, I just keep using, I keep referencing the islands and stuff like that. But it's like they do a lot of tournaments like that. So for a sevens tournament, I know that um, even like Canada's been involved in a couple of ones in like, um, I want to I wanna say. I want to say Argentina or Mexico. I think mm. it was Mexico that we went down a couple times for. And, like, you'll have literally Jamaica there, Trinidad there, Barbados there. Um, 
Argentina, Mexico's team, you'll have us, the U.S., that all go down there for a tournament mm-hmm. because with sevens, you can play three games a day if you really wanted to. Yeah. Just because it's so quick, it's only 14 right. minutes in total. It's not a... Not as much wear and tear. Exactly, not as many people right? tackling. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, okay, I like that a lot. Okay, so I'm going to put that in there. I know, I'm trailing off going all sevens Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's very cool, and I like the idea of it because... I mean, in a comparison hockey with to hockey, mm-hmm. you know, you can compare men's and women's hockey all day, but it is a different game. Mm-hmm. One, you know, I think you know, one has no contact, one has contact. Speed is different, finesse is different. Yeah. But also, too, if you look at hockey or even basketball, this matter, like three on three compared to like a full court press or anything like that, mm-hmm. is a much different game, too, much quicker game, yeah. and that makes a lot of sense why sevens would be so popular too. Yeah, like you're gonna have some guys that play sevens that if they played fifteens, they would get annihilated. Just because they're, they're maybe they have more speed. Yeah. Then, well, yeah. The, the size difference is a little bit different too. Like you'll you'll find that like some of the bigger guys in sevens, like the guys that are like the go-to big guys, are like the smallest guys on a 15s team. Really? Wow. Yeah. So give me an idea of like uh, an, a a perfect built back and forward for 15s. For for give me the, the spectrum. Well, I mean. I'm I'm short. I was always undersized. I know that like they want everybody above six feet. I'm like five right. eleven, so I was borderline. Like five eleven and a half. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I know that like realistically for forwards, like anywhere between like six two to like six six, depending on positions too, right? Because like for union and stuff, like you have your locks who are supposed to be your taller guys who. They range anywhere from like six four to six ten. Oh like my I've God. seen. I wouldn't even know how to face off against a guy. Like that. They're easy. That. They're, I love hitting locks. To be really? honest, I love them. Higher center of gravity. Oh, because you're low, you can chop them like. Yeah, cubes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so much easier than like the short guys with the power. Right, the, the short, stocky guy with yeah. no neck. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a guy. Those, and they just head. run straight like head first, <laughs> and then those are the ones that's like it's hard to kind of find where to put your shoulder to yeah. hit. You know what I mean? So I feel like for forwards, it's it's all positional, right? But ideally, if you're like 6'2", 220 to 230, yeah. or 2, 220 to 240 and can move fast, yeah. and you're agile, then you're money. What if you're like 6'2", 245 pounds, and pretty slow like myself? Like, <laughs> what kind of, like am I, I going to be... There's cr- positions for you. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. positions the bench? for you. <laughs> well, I mean, you could come off at number you know, 16, 17. Yeah, all right. There's 15 guys on the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it all depends. Like, that would be more so, I guess, like anything above 240 usually especially depending on height yeah. would be kind of like the front row mm-hmm. where you could see like the proper hookers which it's like your your dominant first force in the scrum yeah um obviously there's still a lot of grunt work that they do you kind of find them around the fringes a little bit more like they're the ones that kind of make sure that the ball's not really coming back inside kind okay. of thing but then like you have your looser players like i play flanker myself like flanker eight like dominantly flanker is my position so it's kind of like the the nutcase on the team okay where you're literally just hunting for hits okay yeah so uh, would that be like kind of like the enforcer you're kind of like a linebacker slash running back okay which is a beautiful combination yeah but i feel like that that get a lot of action anyway oh, so yeah. yeah okay well ideally it's like you would want your back row so that's your two flankers and your eight man to make the majority of the hits for your forward pack and uh would that be similar to like a striker in in soccer E- or maybe the striker might like maybe midfield maybe it's, more. It's hard to compare it to soccer yeah. just because of it being so like you know that like obviously your strikers score and your defenders right. defend kind of thing. It's a little bit 
it's really kind of hard to say just because it's really one of the only sports he played both sides. Yeah, you makes sense. I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. I guess maybe more so like a midfielder. Yeah. You know what or I mean? maybe even a swingman in basketball, too. Yeah, right? I, yeah I would, you know, it's true. I would say kind of like a swingman or like a midfielder just because, like, you would think in soccer you have a striker who's literally going to be just going for scoring, which is kind of like in rugby, your wingers. Okay. Right? Where they're just your fast guys that you put the ball in their hands and you're assuming that they're going to go somewhere. Okay. You know what I mean? Where you have, like, you know, your defenders, which are kind of like your your tight five, we call it in rugby union, mm-hmm. which is like your your two props, your hooker, and your two-second rows, which are kind of like make the tackles to make sure nothing comes back inside, just kind of like the grunt work hits. Okay. You know what I mean? And, like, you want, like, your back row to be a little bit looser. They're going to obviously, like or we're going to obviously kind of like try to make our hits with the forwards and we're going to come across the field and make hits with the backs. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you're going to have certain positions in the backs even that are kind of looking for looking for contact as well. What? Okay, I got like a series of questions. When it comes to um, exchanging players on the field, mm-hmm. um, just, just due to exertion or whatever like that, is it just like a whistle, like soccer, where in and off, or is it like um, something more? I don't know. I don't know what the, maybe more like basketball, where it's like an individual player coming off. Yeah, well, for it's different actually for um, union and for league. Okay. So for union, it's um, you cannot you can change players anytime on a dead whistle as long as it's not a penalty. Okay. Right. So any kind of penalty, you can't stop the game for any kind of substitutions. But um, it's one of those things where I think they actually installed 23 players now on the roster as as opposed to 22. So you have your starting 15 and then you would have an additional eight players now that you can sub from. Okay. Right. But the only thing is with union is once you make that sub, you're you're done for the game. You get one at that position. Well, not necessarily at that position, but it's like you have your eight subs max for the game, and gotcha. it's like once you're subbed off, you're that's it. Okay, you're done for the day. Yeah, gotcha. unless it's a blood sub, then it's like you can have somebody. What's a blood sub? So it's okay. like if you if you're in the game and like your head gets split open and gotcha. you need to go get like, blood. You know? That's actually exactly. the name. Actually. <laughs> blood sub. Right? Yeah, that, that might be the name of your book. Exactly, Jason Chuck. Blood, blood sub. Yeah, I like actually, it. I don't want to be that guy because <laughs> then, then it would then it would seem like I don't play. Yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, and then what? Okay, when it comes to point. Uh, grabbing in union you said five and then two for the conversion yeah but you also have like your penalty opportunities which is like if you get a penalty and you're at a good spot where you can um potentially like try to get some points through a kick yeah then you would set up like a field goal but it's um it's obviously uncontested where the defense is not like chasing right away they have to kind of be oh actually on the penalty they can't chase at all it's only on the extra points but that's kind of beside the fact anyways but for penalties it's like wherever the penalty is called you have the option of kicking for points okay kicking down the field just to kick it or obviously it's like if you do that you want to kind of kick out of bounds for territory and possession okay and um when it comes to like is is rugby a very is is a union rugby game a high scoring game or is it is it can it be a high score game, or is it more like you know it's like thirteen to, to uh, ten? Or it's it's it all depends. Like um, it could be as low as three nothing, mm-hmm. right? It could be as high as some of the Albox games where they put up sixty, <laughs> seventy points. Like right. I don't know. I think there was a game last year that somebody put up a hundred on somebody. Like wow. I know for just kind of going off topic for the union stuff, but like I played at Humber for six seasons and stuff like that, and like it was my. I believe it was my fourth season where, like, we had this all-star team. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it was just disgusting. Like we had like a couple like or like one ex Canada guy. We had yeah. several provincial guys, all young guys and yeah. stuff. Like it was like the team that we put out was like the nastiest team I don't think <laughs> I think the OCAA has ever seen. And that year, we literally put a hundred points plus on every single wow. season game. Wow. Yeah, like we went like six hundred and like eighty something points <laughs> for and like ten points against. Okay, I want to get into that, but I want, I'm going to cut this episode now yeah, because sure. what I want to do is I want to get into who you are uh, and, of course, your career with Humber and then what you're doing now with rugby cool. and, then, and then what you're also doing outside of it. So I guess for part one of Rugby for Dummies, mm-hmm. an introduction to a gentleman's game. Um, thanks so much for doing episode one. Appreciate it. Yeah, for We're going to sure. do some more. Um, all right. A little more clear on the next yes. one. <laughs> now, for people who want to get a hold of you or at least check you out, you have an Instagram. Want to put that out there? Yeah, sure. It's uh, I love DJJC. Right so on. that's like my personal account where like I have like my rugby stuff, family stuff. You know what I mean? Like just lifestyle stuff. Yeah. I'm not uh, going to kind of get into the other side of my life, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can crack of you. All right. Thank so you so much for listening, guys. Check out episode two coming very quickly after this one. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys soon.